Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a huge Corbin Carroll fan. This man next to me, of course, is my vice mayor uh, when I claim that title. He's also your Thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, we're here to just to talk about Corbin Carroll's greatness today. That's all we're here for. Corbin we Carroll. We almost talked about it yesterday, like just made yesterday the Corbin Carroll Rookie of the Year show because yeah. it kind of felt like you could preemptively. It is how the planning like, was. We yes, knew, we, 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 knew we knew that what we knew that what happened was going to happen, yeah. but now it is official. It was so a it foregone feels, conclusion. Feels a little better to talk about it today. Sure. I mean, Jesse did come to me and say, Derek, saying. That Corbin Carroll is, in fact, the 2023 NL Rookie of the Year in the title when the ceremony isn't going to take place for about three hours <laughs> until after our show is over. It isn't probably <laughs> the greatest idea. And we do know right it, we that. do know it's unanimous now, though. That yeah, was one know. question that we had on the show yesterday. Yeah, because we were going to burn down whoever's house did not vote for him, including if it was Jesse Friedman, for sure. He would be the first stop uh, <laughs> with the mob that we would have had to go uh, check out. But uh, this show, by the way, is brought to you by our brand new t-shirt in honor of the very uh the the aforementioned corbin carroll go out and get this brand new shirt love this uh this is our nl rookie of the year uh got a bunch of stats on there the machine there's so many people that are asking me about the machine he is the machine corbin carroll is the machine uh and our machine has won the 2023 baseball writers association of america uh Rookie of the Year award. It's crazy to say that. We knew it was going to happen. I cashed in my preseason bet. That was fun to do. I got my money. There you uh, go. But, of course, uh, we're going to gush about all of Corbin Carroll's accomplishments and everything uh, that that he's done this season. There is one very important thing that we need to talk about right away, though, is, is that no matter how great this achievement is, no matter, you know, like, there there is that thing of, like, okay, well, what does this do? You know, yeah, he wins this award. What does this do? This has huge consequences for the Arizona Diamondbacks yes. or or I say I should say benefits for the Arizona Diamondbacks because thanks to the prospect promotion incentive that was instituted I think after 2021 was part yep, of the new CBA. Part of the new CBA. Yeah. Yep, came out of the whole lockout deal. Yeah. And the Diamondback and as part and part of that it was to incentivize teams to get their rookies up to the major leagues faster to not yeah. play that game with with manipulating their service time in order to keep them in the organization for longer. Right. Yeah. I mean what what they wanted to keep from happening was the Diamondbacks going in and being like, Well, if we call up Corbin Carroll on opening day twenty twenty three, then he's gonna get a full year of service time. But if we wait until, you know, like sometime in the middle of May or whatever, yeah. the D-backs could have theoretically gotten an extra year of service uh, under the old rules. But that is now the rules have, have changed. Given that Corbin Carroll won the Rookie of the Year award, if the Diamondbacks had to try, had tried to pull that this year with Corbin Carroll and not brought him up to the majors until like May of this year, he would have gotten the full year of service anyway yeah. uh, under the terms of, of the new CBA because he won the Rookie of the Year award. But yeah, there's also an incentive built in to try to get teams to call up their their young, talented players right. as early as those players are ready, which is ultimately what's best for baseball. It is. And in this case, what was best for the Diamondbacks? Corbin Carroll got a little taste of the majors last year, yeah. which I think was you know certainly helpful in, in the season that he was able to put together this year. And yeah, as a result, the Diamondbacks get a additional draft pick, Correct. which is immediately after the first round in the 2024 first year player draft. It's a it's a pretty big deal. There's a there's a lot of value in having having an additional draft pick that high in the draft. This happened for the Mariners last season with Julio Rodriguez winning the award yep. and and the the promotion incentive that Jesse's talking about is such a big reason why we saw so many fresh faces in baseball. Like I feel like over the last two seasons that's been one of the most exciting things about baseball. You know, the, there there comes a point where you do have to start building those superstars of the future. And sometimes if teams are restricting, you know, when those guys are going to be seen, when they're going to start their career, when that service time is going to begin, it, it keeps from, you know, seeing this fun crop of, of rookies that we got to, you know, see on the Reds, we got to see in, in New York, we got to see all over the place, right? So, uh, of course, uh, we do know, though, that the, the, the best rookie is our rookie, and that's Corbin Carroll. So the Arizona Diamondbacks will get that pick after the first round of the amateur draft uh, but we're we're just so elated for Corbin we know he's a very 
humble guy. There was a uh, there was a clip I don't think that we have, but one of him talking about all of this, you know, what this meant to him. And he kind of he got emotional, kind of like a bit overwhelming for him because he does he does at times act very professionally. He acts very maturely. And that does involve kind of keeping your feelings at bay, right? It does keep, you know, sure. it, it's like they say in baseball, you can't get too high on the highs and you can't get too low on the lows. They got to flush it. You got to move on no matter what and try to learn from what happened yesterday, but build on it for today. Uh Corbin has been doing that for so long. I mean, from the injury, from the, I mean, prior to the injury, obviously, from, you know, his entire playing career, but from that time that that injury occurred and and deciding what he was going to do with his time, how he was going to make the most of his time when he was injured, uh, you know, that that was just a small example of the kind of person he is, how he was never going to stop trying to get better each and every day, even if he was being held down by an injury. Yeah, and uh, Corbin talked about a, a number of things relating to this in a, in a conference call last night. But going back to the draft pick thing real quick and kind of part of his uh, his the maturity just yeah. that he shows in, in everything that he does. This is what Corbin had to say about uh, getting the Diamondbacks an additional draft pick. Like this award wasn't just about himself. He said that's probably what brought the most weight to chasing something like this, not for the personal fame or attention, but that ability to benefit my team. And yeah, I mean, given the prospect promotion incentive, it really does make the rookie of the year award like the bigger implications are for your team, not for you almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know Corbin is going to is going to cherish this for for a number of years, but you know, he talked about how he's hoping to be in Arizona for a while and he's hoping that whoever the Diamondbacks select with that draft pick is another star player that yeah. he can play alongside of for a number of years. That's uh, like we said before. I mean, that, those are huge implications for for this Diamondbacks team moving forward. Uh, and I mean, it it just tracks with who Corbin is as a person. What that that quote right there, that attitude about it tracks. You put an incentive in front of him that he cared about, and it's not to say that he would have performed yeah. any less if it was just for that personal glory. It's not like he would have been sure. interested in it. But you gave him an end goal. You gave him something to play towards that is going to impact a franchise, yes, but is going to also impact him personally because he is a part of this franchise for a number of years going forward. You want the advantages for your franchise. You want to build on the success from this World Series season. You don't want to just have it be one of those fluke years where, oh, yeah, remember that time the Diamondbacks were, were in the World Series like seven years ago, eight years ago? That was cute. That was a fun little run, right? No, we want a sustained success. Even if it doesn't mean getting to the World Series every year, that same success that we've seen out of other franchises that are able to make it to the postseason every year and are able to compete for that title every single year. This team right now has – you know, obviously the building blocks to, to, to do that. It's not just a team that's kind of like built for one season and, and has kind of been going to be deconstructed after this season. But I mean, Corbin is just such a great person. He's such a great player. There's just so many benefits to having this young man as part of this franchise. And I mean, when you take a look at the celebrations from last night, we have some video of him celebrating with his teammates. We saw them out last yeah. night. Here's the moment. This is the moment right here. You know, there's there's the boys. The boys are there in the background. There's Brandon Fahad. His parents are there. I mean, all of this is just such such a special moment. And I mean, uh, again, the way that the way that they celebrated is kind of what this team is all about we see alec thomas there right we just paven smith paven yeah. smith paven all the guys are there right paven looking dope um but i mean it was just this this is what this team is this is what this culture is right now with these guys it's not just teammates it's not and i, and I poked fun at james outman a bit right because uh, <laughs> and i bit. got a bit i got flack <laughs> all i said was james outman meanwhile was in his bedroom alone all right but it's because james outman knew just like the rest of us he wasn't winning that award so why was he going to get dressed up and go out <laughs> and disappoint his friends and be I in love, front of his parents i love how mad like a few people were like people that were very mad at me so unnecessary <laughs> and you doubled down i did i like, did no that's actually the most necessary part <laughs> yeah that is the truth but uh i i just i mean again uh, it, it was special. It was a great night. It was great to see all of his, you know, players out there, you know, his, his teammates out there. Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria brought a card to get signed. Yeah, this Evan guy Longoria never misses big... an opportunity to be a collector. I love it and I respect it. Do we got that screen? Oh, look at this. 
Yep. 2008 Rookie of the Year, 2023 Rookie of the Year. Yep. Did they exchange cards? Is that what happened there? That's pretty good. I'm pretty sure Evan Longoria provided both cards because <laughs> Evan Longoria just he has, has an excess of he baseball does. cards, he it, absolutely it does. seems like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't... I haven't paid like super close attention to this over the years, but I feel like I don't often see uh, guys celebrate stuff like this with their teammates. Uh, usually yeah. it is sort of like what Gunnar Henderson thing. had, where it looks family, like it's in friends. Yeah, it's like maybe at someone's house and there's a bunch of family and friends over yeah. to celebrate the moment. The D backs that look like. I don't know, rented out like some bar uh, in Scottsdale. Toca Madera in Scottsdale. Okay, okay breaking news. Yeah, Derek, that's where no, I was. Derek had, how do you know this? Like, how are you able to identify the this? giant uh, in the, we'll see this video here. It's why I'm dressed like this because me and Tori are teammates. But uh, in the background, one of the videos, there's giant like uh, sugar skull paintings that it's, uh, you know, you just recognize it. If you, if you dine that's, out that's at these amazing. establishments, <laughs> you'll, you'll recognize these places. But yeah, no, Chris says it right in the chat. They are a connected team, you know, and that's that's really sure. what this is an example of. Like you said, it, I mean, it does seem like, I mean, I know that a lot of teams would like to say that they are connected and, you know, like that's something that is not inherently unique to the Diamondbacks, but it does very much appear from what we saw yesterday that there really is something to yeah. that, that maybe there really is like the, the you know, the level of, of camaraderie uh, with this team is, is maybe a little bit different than, than what you see elsewhere. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people really enjoyed enjoyed watching the videos and seeing everyone celebrate and identifying all the people in the background. Well, and I mean, we were watching that on the you and I were texting each other about who we were spotting there during the MLB Network special. Right. We were <laughs> yeah. seeing all of these guys saw Brandon fought in the background there and all, you know, Alec Thomas. Everyone saw Brandon. Fott. Everybody he was, saw the, Brandon he was the easiest yeah, one to, of course. to spot by far. <laughs> uh, well, but we do have we do have the manager. And of course, uh, Tori knows how to make people uh, embarrassed, especially Corbin Carroll, who does not like to hear nice things said about him. But here is Tori uh, talking about. Uh, his young outfielder, Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll. I do want to say a couple of things. From my heart, um, congratulations, Corbin. We have watched you grow up in our system. We have been pulling for you. Um, this was something that we all felt was a strong possibility. It was your focus, your tenacity, and belief that you were going to be something special. And it just landed on square one as a National League Rookie of the Year. There are so many more great moments that lie ahead, and we enjoy this day as a group. And promise me that at some point tonight, you sit back and cherish what you did. This is an awesome accomplishment, and for the rest of your life, much like Evan Longoria, you will be the Rookie of the Year for 2023. And I just want to say a heartfelt congratulations. I love you like my own son. This is not an accident. This is an unbelievable accomplishment. Congratulations. Cheers to you. I love you like a son. Wow. wow. <laughs> I tell Jesse that every single time we talk on the phone. I love Tori like a dad. I do love Tori like a dad. Well, we got we have something to talk about here though. Um, and that is my attire, but most importantly, it's it's Tori's attire, right? I'm in, I'm in, you just had this, you just had this in your closet. Oh yeah. I Jesse, I have everything in my closet. You know that about me with it's, my wardrobe uh, at this it's point. It's Devin Booker's team. It is, USA team jersey. Yeah, it is Devin Booker's team USA Jersey. And uh, there is this thing to be said about Tori showing up to Toka Madera, which is kind of a nice place in Scottsdale, just in a basketball jersey, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock his choice of attire. I mean, they probably rented out the whole place they there. Did. there well, it was yeah. a judgment-free zone. I'm sure that he's in sweatpants and flip-flops uh, down below that we can't really see. But I will say <laughs> this. How long has Tori been in that in that Team USA jersey? Because Veterans Day was a few days ago, and I have a feeling he might not have changed since then. It's just a theory I have. I don't mean to be wildly speculating, but we do know of Tori living in the tent. So, I mean, who's to say if he made it out and, and was able to change in time for Corbin's big night? But uh, all jokes aside, Tori is a tremendous manager. He really does care about these guys so much. He does, like almost to a fault probably, like I've said in the past, like really does feel like these guys are his, his kids, especially – with, with all of these 23-year-olds, you know, on the roster right now that have done all the things that they've done uh, this postseason, all the amazing accomplishments they've had. But Corbin specifically, I mean, just since the beginning, uh, Corbin does feel like he is, you know, he, he is a special guy. Tori talked about him being special, obviously. But what, what he said there is so, 
I think, relevant. You will forever be the 2023 National League Rookie of the Year. You know what I mean? Like, that's never something that ever that goes away. And, like, there yeah. are other awards and accomplishments in baseball that that are, are great to win and, and acknowledge the work that you've done and your achievements. But there's something to be said about certain awards, like the MVP and the Rookie of the Year, where that never leaves you. Like, even if you never perform at that level again, you will always be – remembered for that amazing season you had and, and and that particular achievement. I feel like having someone speak at you the way that Tori just did with Corbin is like one of the more uncomfortable things that exists yeah. in the world. Like yeah. when someone, when, like when you've done something good, like you, you done and won some award or something and someone's just like, like just gushing at you, like in front, in front of everyone, right? They're just like talking about all of the amazing things that you yeah. did and yeah. all the work and, um, like on this show, when I said goodbye to Sean DePaz or Emma Clark, and they just sat there looking at me like, I can't believe you're saying this stuff to me in my face. This is ridiculous. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. And, you know, as someone who receives compliments very frequently myself, oh I have my a lot God. of experience. <laughs> I, I know, I know exactly what I'm Corbin was experiencing in this moment. <laughs> Derek, I just completely lost Derek at this point. Uh, but no, it. Uh, I, I. I don't know. I just. I just feel for Corbin in that moment because I know it's. It's like what. Like what do you do with your hands? You know. Like <laughs> yeah, what. Like yeah. it's like when some when people are singing you Happy Birthday or something, right? It's like how am I supposed to like respond or react? He to this? he very much has the energy of please stop this right now. But I like and like, I can't blame him at all. It, right. Um, but I mean, Corbin has talked about obviously everything. You you know, good for him and his life, but he, he's also talked about, uh, you know, the impact he, he can have. We know the impact he's had on this team already, the impact winning this award will have on the franchise, but it extends beyond that, right? Like we yeah. know how much, how the, the fan interest has grown in this team because of him. And even the fan interest in the sport itself, you know, here in the Valley has grown because of him. It's, it's uh, something he talked about yesterday where he says he hopes the Phoenix area kids will be inspired uh, by his play and and winning this award, yeah, and I don't I don't know if this was even like really just directed at Phoenix kids necessarily, but just like you know, what does he hope that the baseball world in general like takes away from what Corbin Carroll was able to accomplish this year? And uh, yeah, we have an audio clip from uh, his his press conference yesterday, and here's what he had to say. Thank you. Um, a couple things. Definitely, you know, not the biggest guy out there on the field, but I think my ability. Um, you know, to, to 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 not be that guy and still be able to impact the game. Um, that's one piece of it. I hope that you know, not too many um, you know Asian Americans in in this circumstance. You know, um, I think that's another piece of it that I hope to inspire. And also just the, the style of play, right? Like um, just with the respect for the game. Um, being, you know, just going out there and giving your 110%, that's, you know, something that I'll, I also hope that people take from that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible what, how you can feel like what you're doing impacts the lives of other people. Yeah. And, and, and inspiring people. And for Corbin, there really is some, some truth to like him being in a unique position, having won this award. As he mentioned, there's, you don't see a whole lot of, uh, Asian Americans winning Rookie of the Year awards, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ichiro did it, and uh, Corbin talked a lot in this uh, interview also about Ichiro and uh, you know, sort of uh, continuing that legacy, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he's also 5'10", 165 and hit twenty five homers, and like that's not that's not a normal thing, and yeah. he's certainly not the only one. I mean, you know, like Jose Altuve is out there hitting twenty five, thirty bombs every year. It feels like, but it's important. I need to feel like I could do that stuff. <laughs> we all need to feel like we could do what he does, right? We can't. We know we can't. He's a unicorn, <laughs> and we should never ever actually try to compare ourselves to him. But when when you do have like again, you know, when you're not Aaron Judge and, and you're you're kind of more of a of a normal man in stature and size, then people tend to gravitate towards you a bit more because it is relatable that you are like you make me believe that had I tried harder, maybe I could have done something with my life. <laughs> Thanks for that. I love it. But I mean, it, you know, of course, you know, he he does carry himself in a way where I think you also respect like his answers, you respect his thought process. 
and you just I, I don't know he just he carries himself in such a different you know manner but uh, I know growing up in the Seattle area that obviously there is the connection to Ichiro which was a huge hero of his yeah. and, and and winning this award and I know that's special for him as well yeah yeah he talked in the interview about he was asked specifically about Ichiro and you know what it means to to win this award this was 22 years ago that, that Ichiro won his rookie yeah. of the year award if I'm not if I'm not mistaken 2001 is it 2001 I think, I think so. It was yeah. 2001. Yeah, yeah. I get him and Pujols mixed up for some yeah, reason. Right. Um, but yeah, or I guess they'd be in different leagues. <laughs> I just I just learned that the National League and American League are two different things. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna you. lose uh, Yoshi again. I'm telling yeah, you, this <laughs> I'm gonna get fired again. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he was asked specifically about Ichiro and just what it means to. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no secret that Ichiro was sort of a. Uh, a figure that Corbin looked up to growing up and he had the opportunity to meet Ichiro of course at one point and uh, Ichiro gave him gave him some tips and whatnot they had a they had a brief conversation and uh, yeah Corbin talked about how Ichiro very much inspired uh, a Seattle kid uh, as he was as he was growing up and and Corbin said that he hopes to inspire others uh, to you know follow in his footsteps as well by the way both of those guys won the rookie of the year in 2001 because they were as you said, in different leagues. Yeah, that's what I just, yeah, that's the epiphany yeah, that I just yeah, had. Yeah, I was so, like, wait, they can't, yeah. they can't be two rookies of uh-huh. the year in the yes, same year. They actually, except absolutely that's, can. That that's happens. exactly that's the way exactly it works. That's exactly how the award works, yes. <laughs> but speaking of how the award works, let's take a look <laughs> at how the ballot broke down. Let's take a look at the full ballots here. And I know we're going to talk, obviously, about Jesse's ballot as well. But as you can see here for Corbin Carroll, it was unanimous that Corbin Carroll was your your outright first place winner. Uh, and I mean, I, I know that we knew this was going to happen and I know that any other, I don't know outcome, if I knew, maybe, I don't know if maybe, any other, maybe you did. I, knew, I didn't, I didn't know. Damon hopes for the well being of others that this was how things were going to play. Well, out. I just, I'm looking at this and it's honestly just sad and, and disrespectful that James Outman's even third. I mean, he, uh, he should be like sixth. Well, it's funny <laughs> you say that because he wasn't third on Jesse's ballot. Isn't that right, Jesse? He was not. No, I, uh, this is, this was my first year in the baseball writers association of America. Uh, so first time voting and I was assigned rookie of the year. We all vote. I think everyone votes for one, one award every year. So I was given rookie of the year and I had Corbin Carroll, number one, Kodai Sanga, number two, and Nolan Jones was my pick at number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you compare James Outman and Nolan Jones numbers, there's really honestly no comparison in my mind. I mean, James Outman had a 790 OPS, Nolan Jones had a 931 OPS in 2023. Granted cores, right? All of that stuff. But even if you go by a you know park adjusted metrics, Nolan Jones still comfortably outperformed uh, James Outman offensively. Obviously, James Outman played more games. Uh, Nolan Jones didn't get called up until until well into the season. I think he played 106 games when it was all said and done. James Outman was there from the get go for the Dodgers. But still, if you look Outman, at like wins above replacement and whatnot, there's there's really no comparison be- between the two guys. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with that. That's the reason why it was surprising in the first place, and why we continue to take shots at James Outman. But to be honest, <laughs> he, uh, after the uh, I want to say after the All Star break, didn't he do some historic things with like his on base percentage or? something like that so i mean you know because sometimes those achievements stick in writers minds more than the overall results at the end of my outman was he yeah, something outman. yeah uh yeah not that i remember off the top of my head but I'm, seems, I'm fairly i'm fairly certain there was something there because that's a it's kind of how he went from drifting off after the first month to being kind of back in the conversation he finished you know? the season really well yeah, he, he really had like did. a outman had like an 850 or 860 ops i yeah. think in, in the second half of the season um, but yeah, I mean, Nolan Jones was like not just a good hitter, but a really good defender and stole 20 bases like Nolan Jones did everything. Uh, granted, he played for the Colorado Rockies and, and was not in the spotlight as much. As, yeah, that's all it is. Let's yeah. just be honest about it. One right. plays for the Dodgers and the other one plays for the Rockies. <laughs> Fine, fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I also I, I guess shout out to Spencer Steer. Um, even though he had a, a, a baseball wrestled no, away had, from him by a wrestled, small child. He had a baseball wrestled away from him <laughs> by a small child. We all saw it, and uh, he deserves no flowers. But. I was going to put Spencer Steer third, but I just couldn't get that moment out of my head. And so, no, that, that, that did not that factor for, into my vote. forever but. changes the way you think of someone. Uh, the Reds are going to be a problem, though. The Reds are going to be yes. a problem because they have a lot of young guys there on this list. And, and I mean, Matt McClain, for instance, was excellent for that team. Yeah, Matt but, McClain would. 
would have been top three for he sure. Would he would have been had he not healthy. got injured. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, Ellie De La Cruz and Patrick Bailey got votes. Yeah, I don't, Pat, Patrick I don't Bailey? know. I don't know how mm. that happened. Uh, the Patrick, I'm not going to name any names, but the, the Patrick Bailey third place vote came from someone who works at a radio station in the Bay Area. Uh, so I, I think there has to be a little bit of inherent bias there. Your judgment is corrupted, Patrick, sir. Patrick Bailey was outstanding defensively right there with Gabby Moreno uh, in the gold glove conversation, but he had an OPS of sub, I think it was sub 700 yeah. when the season was over. Just can't give that guy rookie of the year vote over over Jones and uh, Steer and McLean. And I mean, I could come up with a long list of guys who who you know have to be ahead of Patrick Bailey in that voting. Um, this is the fifth season in MLB history where the rookie of the years in both leagues were unanimous, uh, including the most recent season, 2017, when it was Cody Bellinger and Aaron Judge. Yeah. Decent, decent company. Uh, I think this was, uh, was it 97 with Roland and Garcia Parra? Uh, 93 with Piazza and Tim Salmon. And then uh, 1987, Mark McGuire uh, and Santiago. I'm not familiar. Who was Santiago? First name? Uh, you know, I absolutely <laughs> should know who that is. I'm putting but both of us on the spot right not, now in uh, a terrible way. This is this isn't great. Is it Benito it's Santiago? Benito Santiago. I should know that because he's Puerto Rican, and yeah, I come on, Derek. My gosh. absolutely, I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> Yelled at by I think by Mark family. McGuire is a slightly more recognizable baseball. I remember him, Benito yeah, Santiago, him. but Benito Santiago had a heck of a career. Now really that I'm did. looking at his baseball reference page, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, four-time Silver Slugger. Got to give some respect to Benito Santiago yeah, now. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> my fault. Like I said, I'm going to get yelled at by members of my family. But uh, this isn't this isn't about them. It's not about us. It's not about Benito Santiago. This entire show is about Corbin Carroll, and we are going to continue to gush about our uh, our, our Roy, our Rookie of the Year, because uh he was everything he was everything you could have asked and, and more and i think that yeah again we we say it quite a bit because it really was no surprise that he did win it but it was surprising that he was able to live up to the hype because few players ever do and i mean the hype around corbin carroll was fairly significant uh but it, it also hasn't been around a couple of other prospects in the diamondbacks past uh i found a funny uh um photo that I, it was like from an early show of ours where it was talking uh -oh. about uh some young prospects that could help this team and those young prospects were christian robinson alec thomas and corbin carroll so i was like well two out of three ain't bad two out of three ain't bad and christian and robinson Robinson's remains still, to be seen still in so. the system yeah but we are going to talk about of course uh corbin carroll's top moments from this season because he had so many of those, but uh, of course, want to make sure everybody's at the top of their game. And a great way to do that is checking out our friends at Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available on Hero.co and on Amazon. And they are incredible for the very specific reason that they fit whatever your dietary needs are. There's not a specific uh, combination. There, there's tons of combinations when it comes to Hero Bread. They make it personal for you. You may not be counting carbs, but you may be looking to get more fiber or protein, and Hero Bread has you covered on that. Or if you are looking for carbs, uh, reduction of carbs, uh, they have an ultra low net carbs and zero sugar uh, per slice in some of their available bread. So make sure to check out everything they have to offer. Fewer calories, but it still keeps that same fluffiness and the deliciousness that you expect out of your bread and trust me i am a bread lover i am part of the bread gang here at work uh and we all love hero bread especially our guy pd so check out pd's uh twitter account because he is always offering up recipes and ways you can use hero bread uh to make things i think he made uh, enchiladas the other day with mm. the hero bread tortillas so mm. keep an eye on that um, and of course they have everything to fit your dietary needs or any restrictions that you might have right now hero bread is offering listeners 10 percent off their first order so just go to hero.co and use code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Uh, also, if you want to save some money on your home flooring and you don't want to leave your house to do so, check out our friends over at Empire Today. They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Uh, and their philosophy is all about allowing you to figure out what's best for your home needs while you're in your home, not having to come to a store, not having to go to a showroom. They are all about you uh, checking out the thousands of choices uh, 
uh, or excuse me, not thousands of choices, but the curated uh, selection that they have because they don't have thousands of choices. They offer <laughs> you exactly what you need for your floor. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's part of the problem. Uh, I know when I went and got my flooring and my, I just, I wanted something simple and there weren't, that the simple options were not available. Everything was mm. like, do you want your your tiles to look like wood floors and all this <laughs> other stuff? No, I just want I just want simple tile. <laughs> uh, Empire Today has those options for you. They what they leave out of their selection is important as what they put in. Uh, Empire's product team exhaustively comes through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect and most popular styles. Uh, they also have their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in your home. And you can do all of this shopping. Uh, from home at their website. Uh, they also service their own uh, own warranties and they will hire professional installers to make sure the job gets done correctly. Empire Today prides itself on their convenient shop at home service, so make sure to check that out today. Uh, schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And leave us a little thumbs up. Uh, Gabby would appreciate that you did that. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure you go ahead and leave us a review and subscribe there as well. We always appreciate that uh, from you guys as well. Uh, I want to say, though, the most important thing is that you go out and grab this shirt immortalizing Corbin Carroll as our 2023 National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, look at that. That stash is perfect. Stash is flawless. I mean, being like a, a you know, a big like stats numbers guy, I mean, what more could you ask yeah, for? Yeah, right. 25 oh, yeah. homers, 54 stolen bases, the first 25-50 rookie in Major <sighs> League history. It's, it's hot. It's hot. It's a good looking shirt. So go get it today. But uh, we also have a look now at some of Corbin Carroll's top moments of the season, which Jesse actually has an article coming to gophnx.com yes. for you guys to check all of this stuff out. But, yeah, there were some great moments this year. And Corbin Carroll was just such a big part of so many of these moments, including uh, in, in the postseason. Because those, I mean, we could yes. have done a postseason highlight reel alone of, of what he accomplished. We really could. Yeah, this was really hard. Uh, for me to go through like everything that Corbin Carroll has done in 2023 and try to assemble a top 10 list. Uh, Cause he's done a lot of like, he did a lot of cool things. He had a lot, a lot of really, really incredible moments throughout the course of the season. We'll just kind of highlight a few things here on the show. And then uh, as Derek said, be sure to check out the article later today, go phnx.com. I still cannot get over what Corbin Carroll did for the diamondbacks in game seven of the NLCS. It's insane. He had a he had a part he either scored or drove in every single run that the Diamondbacks scored. He outscored and, the Phillies himself single-handedly. Yeah, if you, you combine say. his run scored <laughs> and his RBI, yeah, I mean all four runs that D-backs scored yeah. in the game, it was in the first inning, Corbin Carroll uh singled and then advanced to third on a Gabby Moreno single, scored on a fielder's choice. Uh, he had a clutch two-out RBI single with Emmanuel Rivera at second later in the game. Uh, he then stole second and scored himself on a Gabby Moreno RBI single. And then a few innings later, he hit a sacrifice fly that brought in the Diamondbacks' fourth run of the game. So he just he, he didn't have a great NLCS. I think he was three for 23 in the first, yeah. game, first six games of the NLCS. Yeah. But in game seven, when it mattered most, he showed up, and and that's what that's what superstar yeah. caliber players do. Yeah. Uh, it was there. There's there's a phrase we throw around here way too much, and and did way too much during the postseason run. Uh, usually, it was involving legacy at bats. Uh, but this game was a legacy game for Corbin Carroll. Like Jesse said, just everything he was able to do in such a huge game where you just didn't think logistically the Diamondbacks would even have a chance, uh, especially after going back to Philly down 3-2 and having to win two games in Philly, both games six and seven to advance. Like, it just it, it didn't make any sense. It, did, it didn't make any sense that this is when Corbin steps up and has his biggest moment. And there was a lot of criticism thrown his way throughout the playoffs, which I almost think was an indication of how good he became throughout the yeah. season and was at times during the postseason where it seemed like people completely forgot that this kid – is a 23 year old rookie doing some of this stuff that like, you know, you, like you said, you would expect out of superstars in the postseason. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he had like a 1385 OPS or something in the first two rounds of the playoffs. Um, so that being the, the Brewers series and the Dodgers series, which is just absolutely insane. And then in the NLCS, there was this narrative of like, man, the Phillies like kind of figured yeah. out Corbin Carroll. He wasn't Run. really making. Why aren't you running? Why aren't you running? Yeah, Why aren't right. you running? Oh Why my gosh. Running? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never going to. I'm still tired of having that conversation. Yeah, for real. It was crazy. Um, but he wasn't on base that much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, three hits in the first six games of the NLCS. The Phillies were pitching him inside a lot. It seemed like there were a lot of jam shot. Uh, kind of hits that just didn't really go anywhere. I think they had a, a pretty good plan of attack against him, and it and it worked pretty well. But yeah, I mean, how fitting was it that when the Diamondbacks advanced to the World Series, it was Corbin Carroll who settled under that under that fly ball uh, and, and and made, made the that, catch that, that, that sent him there. Though. I mean, yeah. he was the reason that he was the reason that the Diamondbacks were anywhere close to the playoffs yep. this year in the first place and even though he didn't have a great nlcs overall he was the reason that the diamondbacks won that game seven a lot of our top moments here are specifically because of the weight of those right uh, another top moment uh number two on your list would be corbin hitting that two-run triple in the world series which just seemed insanity right like it was like yeah i, I don't know like it that was the one where it seemed like he might have even had maybe a chance to like just go for the inside the park. <laughs> maybe, though, yeah. But, uh, Leody Tavares yeah. did not play it well yeah. at all. Honestly, he maybe should have made the catch or at the very least cut it off to hold Corbin to a single. He did not. And if you let the ball roll to the fence, uh, any center fielder will tell you that Corbin Carroll is probably going to wind up on third base if a ball gets all the way to the fence. And that's exactly what happened. Corbin winds up on third. Uh, this was in game one of the World Series. The Diamondbacks were down 2 nothing early in this game. And it was a two-run triple that tied the game for the Diamondbacks. And then very soon thereafter, uh, Corbin Carroll scored from third base on a ground ball on the infield. Um, and that was all that was like equally impressive. Corbin scored from third with one out on a ball to the first baseman that even though he was going on contact and it very much looked like Corbin was going to be a dead duck at, at home. I mean, basically any base runner in the sport, I think, would have been a dead duck at home in that situation. So not Corbin. not Corbin Carroll. Uh, <laughs> he was able to find a way to. I don't think a tag was even really ever made by Jonah Heim and uh, the Rangers were taking a look, see if they wanted to challenge. And then they yeah. realized that Jonah Heim never even like got his glove on Corbin Carroll. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was a really impressive showing and it, it turned a two nothing deficit into a three, two Diamondbacks lead. Of course, the Diamondbacks didn't go on to win that game uh, because of some things that happened late. Uh, but it was still uh, uh, still on the World Series stage for Corbin to shine in that way. was had to be one of the best moments of, of his season. We're not going to talk about the way that game ended. We're not even going to bring it up. Why did why Who's bringing it up? Who's talking about that? But he also had the two-run homer uh, in game one of the National League wildcard game, which just yeah. felt like... So like, big. That was so. It just felt like it kicked things off for this entire postseason run. Like, uh, especially again, you're like, you, there's that opinion of how are we going to see this guy, you know, uh, operate? How how is he going to, you know, play here? He had some big games down the stretch, right? He had like a huge game uh, in Chicago against the White Sox there, like that they they did lose that game, but he was very good in that game, like. But you just don't know how some of these young players are going to respond in the playoffs, and and Corbin proved right away that we were going to see more of what we saw in the regular season in the playoffs from him. Yeah. Another one uh, that I have at number four on my list is Corbin becoming the first 25, 50 player uh, of all rookies that have ever been rookies in, in this sport. And uh, just the way that he did it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> he entered, this was September 20th against the Giants. He entered the game with 24 homers and 48 stolen bases. And he stole a base in the first inning. He stole another base in the third inning, I think it was, to get to 50. And then a few innings later, he hits a homer on, I think it was against Ryan Walker. Um, I think it was on the first pitch that he saw. And there you go. Suddenly, Corbin Carroll is is twenty five fifty. And I asked him yesterday, you know, what are kind of the moments that stand out as you think back on this rookie season? And uh, this was when he was talking about sort of his personal accomplishments. He said that this is a that was a moment he's going to remember forever, hitting that home run uh, for his twenty fifth of the season. He also had a couple of walk offs. He had uh, one that completed a walk off two run single that completed a four game sweep of the Rockies. 
He had a walk-off single against the Pirates, and that was off of their closer, David Bednar. Right? That was off yeah. of David Bednar. Yeah, yeah those, that that walk-off against the Rockies was uh, that was his first ever walk-off of, of his, his entire of career, his entire of life. Every yeah, is what he is at least what he ever. said, yeah. which was a little bit hard to believe. Yeah. but I I guess I guess that's possible. I mean, it, it could be <laughs> right. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, again. There's it's not very likely, but at the same time. You know, when when you especially when you look at his uh, professional playing career being so short, he really didn't have a lot of time in the minors for those kind of games to occur. So that's fair. Yeah, he was in the he was in the minor leagues for like ten days. So I guess (laughs) how how would he possibly have had a walk off hit? He had three games in Amarillo. He had four games at Reno, and then he was on the main main roster. But a couple of other crazy things about those walk offs, and I'm I'm kind of giving away like like the best. Yeah, some of the some of the most interesting part of the article. (laughs) um, And this article is not behind the paywall, but maybe it should. Maybe it should. Maybe maybe I should should change it. No, so Corbin Carroll on so so that that hit against David Bednar that that won that game for the Diamondbacks. I think it was bases loaded, one out. He knocks uh, what what would have been an extra base hit, but they only needed a single um, in order in order to win the game. That was the lowest pitch that Corbin Carroll has turned around for a hit all season. If you go back and look at the replay of that hit against David Bednar, this pitch was way inside and it was way down in the zone. And somehow Corbin Carroll uh, just smoked it down the right field line for an extra base hit. And similarly, that that walk-off against the Colorado Rockies, I remember we talked about this in the moment, it was way off the outside part of the plate. I think it was Pierce Johnson on the mound for Rockies. I think it was a fastball, uh, maybe six inches off the outside part of the plate. And Carroll just goes with it and, and you know, uh, gets a hit to the opposite field and um, turns what would have been like an out in that situation, would have lost the game for the Diamondbacks. They were losing. Um, and there were two outs in the ninth inning, but a two-run single was good enough to turn, yeah. you know, what would have been a loss into a win. So uh, just, just the what, way that he did those those things was was really remarkable. It's just me. what he did all season long. I mean, he had the two-run uh, go-ahead homer against the Reds, uh, bottom of the eighth on August 24th. That was very crucial there. Again, if down- the D-backs don't win that game, they theoretically don't make the playoffs. It's crazy. Because it takes one win away from them. It adds one win to the Reds. And the D-backs finished two games ahead of the Reds, and the Reds had the tiebreaker. So theoretically, if Corbin Carroll doesn't hit that two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth on August 24th to flip that game in the D-backs' favor, then that turns in, I mean, the D-backs theoretically, there's no World Series, there's no NLCS, there's no playoffs to begin with. So uh, crazy to think about how big that was in retrospect. <laughs> it really was. Well, uh, you also have Corbin Carroll appearing in the All-Star game and, and several other things there are on the top 10 list. So make sure to check out Jesse's uh, list over at gophnx.com when that article drops uh, because there's just there's so many moments. There's There's things that wouldn't even make the top 10 but probably deserve to and i mean yeah i know i know people have their own personal favorite moments uh like when i thought his entire season was done and then yeah. he came back the next day <laughs> that was play. the best moment of the season <laughs> is when it looked like it was over and corbin carroll was in the lineup yeah. the very next day yeah. you could argue that that should be a top five moment for corbin carroll in 2023 but yeah there were there were other things that and I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm going to get angry comments from people uh, coming up with different yeah, different like, things that weren't included. Becoming but. the first lefty to ever hit a home run off of a Clayton Kershaw curveball, yeah, right? That was pretty crazy. That's huge. Was that in the playoffs? That was not that in the was playoffs. In, that was in the no. game earlier um, in the season, right? Yeah, I I don't think he did. He homer against. I think he, he did homer against, against in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it might have yeah. been off of another curve. I think you're right. I think it was another curve. He's, he's done it twice. <laughs> yeah, he's done it once. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Uh, but yeah, the, the moment I was talking about was when he became the first to do it, which happened yeah. in the regular season. Um, I remember back on April 2nd, one of the first games of the season, he stole three bases off of Will Smith, uh, two of them on like consecutive pitches and. Will Smith didn't get a throw off on any of the three stolen bases. So it's kind of a showing of, of dominance just with the way that he can impact a, a game in that way. Uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of them. We, we, could, could, go we, could, be here, we could be here all day. Yeah. Yes, Especially if we could actually show you these clips that we're talking about instead of just trying to describe them to you. But that The article will have video there on go. Twitter. Yeah, so, there you uh, go. 
So you can so, yeah, go see all check of it those out. wonderful check hits. It out. So make sure not to miss that. Uh, also make sure to not miss out on uh, checking out Gila River Resorts and Casinos. We were there this weekend and had an absolute blast. Nobody does it better than Gila River River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, they offer an authentic and immersive experience. And uh, I say you can absolutely get away from everything by going there. Uh, you can have the fine dining. You can be lounging poolside. You got the staycation. You stay in the room. You got the gaming. You got a lot of different options. They have a lot of uh, lot, lot of uh, slot machines, 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables. They also have live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest uh, casino sports book. So do not miss out. The dining is also incredible. Uh, and you can uh, grab a cocktail, stay for a little while. Uh, even if you just, even if you don't want to stay at the hotel, just come out, check it out. It's a great night. Uh, my my wife's favorite thing to do on her birthday is to uh, go play bingo at. Uh, and and I promise you, she's not a seventy five year old woman. She actually uh, is very. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I talk about my age all the time, so I won't talk about hers. But I will say, no matter what age you are, as long as you're over twenty one, you can check out everything that Gila River Resorts and Casinos has to offer. Uh, you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. Uh, and also, a uh, great way to get going on your financial future here in the Valley is with our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. Uh, for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. Uh, they offer you the financial expertise that you're looking for. And of course, uh, they are always concerned about you and your financial needs and not the financial needs of someone else. Uh, you can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Uh, you can join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with their members. When you do open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Uh, thanks again to all of you that are already diehard members. If you are not a diehard member, check out that option today. Get yourself a free t-shirt and I have the perfect shirt for you to grab on Corbin Carroll Day. It is the Corbin Carroll shirt, our National League Rookie of the Year. Make sure to grab that today. Uh, you can get that as part of your diehard package for free or any shirt that you choose over at the phnxlocker.com. You also get 20% off all future purchases. Get access to our members only Discord lounge. You get Jesse's newsletter and so much more, including uh, discounts with so many of our partners, which will uh, really benefit you. You also get access to members-only uh, merchandise, members-only events, all sorts of exclusive stuff. So sign up today uh, and become a diehard member. Corbin Carroll is, in fact, the first Arizona Diamondback to ever win the Rookie of the Year award. The Diamondbacks were the only team in baseball that has never had a rookie of the year winner. That's a wild fact. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been around for very long compared to sure. most other teams. So I, but the I Rays? Sort of under, the Rays had Evan Longoria That's back right. in 2008. We know so that guy. We know, We're familiar with We him. know that guy. We, uh, got, we got a picture of those two guys together. David, throw that guy back up. This is the guy, Evan Longoria and Corbin Carroll. Look at him out there using his teammate status to get him to autograph rookie cards. I know that's all he was doing. He probably had a whole book, you know, like the guys that show up at the airport and had just Corbin sitting there for hours signing I everything. that's why he signed with the Diamondbacks in the first place, so, just to get that Corbin Carroll autograph. It was a fucking long con, <laughs> and it worked out perfectly. I mean, is that valuable? Man, that's incredible. But There's no way that he ever would have gotten an autograph if he didn't yeah, play for the Diamondbacks. True. Never, true. never would have happened. It's true. I have to give a shout-out here to Brandon Webb who absolutely should have won the NL yeah. Rookie of the Year just yeah. five years into the Diamondbacks' existence back in 2003. Uh, in Brandon Webb's rookie season, he uh, hit 100 with a 120 slugging percentage. Uh, sorry, those are those are his hitting stats. Uh, he went 10-9 with a 2.84 ERA and a 1.15 whip. 180 and two-thirds innings. He uh, pitched in 29 games that year, 28 starts. The rookie of the year was former Diamondback Dontrell Willis, uh, who was very good very for, good for the Marlins year. for a number yeah. of years, but he was not was not as good as Brandon Webb. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Webb was at 5.9 wins above replacement on uh, baseball reference. Dontrell Willis at 4.4. Willis had a higher ERA at uh, 3.30. Uh, he had a higher whip at 128. Uh, he pitched 20 fewer innings than Brandon Webb did. He did go 14 and 6. I guess this is back in the days was, when was record was really was really important, and the Marlins were a pretty darn good team in yeah. 2003. So I imagine that that factored in pretty significantly. 
Uh, Dontrell Willis also hit 241 and had a 606 OPS. So he completely embarrassed Brandon Webb from an offensive standpoint. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what this yes. came down to. Hey, we didn't have the DH in the National <laughs> League back then. Things were different. Yeah, that, right, that, was, right. that was a stat that mattered. Pitchers were assessed yep. solely based off of their offensive value. <laughs> Everyone knows that's how it worked before the DH. It's like the Silver Slugger Award, basically, <laughs> but for pitchers. Scott Pasednik finished second, and uh, he was good. He hit 314. Imagine also an era where batting average was was valued a lot more highly than it probably is now. He had an 822 OPS, only had nine homers, but at 43 stolen bases. Scott Pasetnik did have a, a really solid major league career. But again, 3.6 wins above replacement compared to the 5.9 for Brandon Webb. Seems pretty clear who should have won that award to me. 2BMC says, 2003, arguably the most overall disappointing year in D-backs history. Maybe 2004 was the worst year. Yeah, things got in ugly real history. quick. Yeah, <laughs> things got things went downhill fast. Uh, Peace Vioshi is asking about Cogs being the new beat reporter and saying he's not even here once again. Uh, then his mom Karen says Derek fired Cogs. That is correct. I did fire Cogs last night on Twitter uh, because he didn't show up for his first day of work, and here's day two, and he's still not like he he, ple- he pleaded with me to come back to work, and then he didn't even show up today. So like, I don't know about his commitment level. Something. Yeah, like a school. Yeah, what kind of what kind of excuse? Education. Is that? Come no. on. <laughs> I will teach you now. I, I'm I am your teacher. I am that's your professor. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Well, whatever. You guys are you you guys you guys are also all under my learning tree, whether you like it or not. Uh, Wade Miley was maybe another potential candidate for a rookie of the year in 2012. I know he had a really good season that year. He did. Yeah, 16 and 11, a three three. A three 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 ERA, a one point one eight WHIP. I know that for uh, a fact because that was my first year of covering this team as oh, a like, as a reporter. Vivid memories me. of uh, I do, Wade yeah. yeah. One hundred and ninety four in two thirds innings that year for Wade Miley. He yeah. was he was durable for the D backs, and uh, yeah, I mean, some guy named Bryce Harper was also a rookie <laughs> that year and wound up winning the <laughs> award. Um, you could make um, a case, like I, I don't know, I've I've seen some people sounding off on Twitter about the the grave injustice that was Wade Miley not winning. Winning the rookie of the year in 2012. Yes. I don't know if I really see it. I mean, Get your uh, pitchforks. Bryce Get your Harper, torches. an 817 OPS, 22 homers, 18 stolen bases. It's always a little tricky to compare hitters and, and pitchers and in this award. To be fair, Bryce Harper, like, he had such an aura about him. Like, he, he a vibe. Yeah, just yeah. such a vibe. But then those numbers were like kind of disappointing by comparison. You just expected yeah, that you expected so like him to come in and hit 50 home runs his first season <laughs> as a rookie, the way that they hyped him up. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he had 5.2 wins above replacement on Baseball Reference compared to 3.3 for Wade Miley. That that's a that's a pretty decent difference. Pretty significant. Um, and he yeah. was still very, very good for a rookie. So, but I mean, none of that matters because now we have a rookie of the year. Now we got our guy. It was it was so close though. In 2012, Bryce Harper had 112 points and Wade Miley at 105. Oh wow, that's really close. I had no idea it was that close. Harper had it looks like 16 first place votes. Wade Miley had 12. Wow. So it was it was much more that's controversial a, a than uh, than you would think. Than this. Well, yeah, I was going <laughs> to compare it to this year when. Everyone knew who was going to well, win the award in, and, in both leagues. And I don't remember, like, of course, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bong resin and malted hops up here, Jesse. But I don't remember Wade Miley like getting that like love, you know, like like here locally we did because of what he was doing. But I just don't remember him kind of breaking out and becoming like sure. a, a huge national story. But I don't know. I was very wrapped up in in trying to figure out how to do this job that we do now. So, uh, Lord knows what what i was thinking back then in 2012 it is pretty impressive how wade miley has aged like i know he's dealt with some injuries but wade miley's still pitching and yeah. he's pretty good he's still really good <laughs> wade yeah. miley at a 3.14 era yeah. this year yeah absolutely. the brewers maybe he would have won rookie of the year this year Derek. i don't, I don't know <laughs> maybe if they maybe if they threw him out there in the at some point during that postseason series with us maybe they maybe would have done something yeah d-backs didn't see wade no, miley did he's 30 36 now 30 just turned 37 happy birthday to wade miley today he turned 37 oh yesterday my God. happy birthday wade miley yeah uh well another guy that we are very interested in in his future and how he might fare when it comes to the rookie of the year award uh is jordan lawler and we're gonna of course uh ponder if he has any chance at it obviously 
we have no idea how he's going to perform next year. And and based on the short sample size, small sample size we saw this year, uh, it doesn't really look like he's you know lighting the world on fire at the dish or, or anything like that. But according to Jim Callis from MLB.com, he had Lawler as his top candidate for the National League 2024 rookie of the year which this was uh, at the end of september and you know of course a lot could change between now and even next season let alone you know once you know voting for this award would happen but just an interesting thought that if, if the diamondbacks here they've never had a rookie of the year before in franchise history and now they could potentially have back-to-back rookie of the year and and at a time where it matters more than ever due to those draft picks that we started the show yeah. talking about. Yeah, could you imagine like Jordan Lawler wins it in 2024, Drew Jones wins it in 2025. Keep the just, it's the dynasty. They're just going to get so used to it. Gabriel had a tweet pick. about that. Yeah, he was like the <laughs> dynasty, right? Yeah, I mean, this is what happens. But I mean, it is, it is really, really big for a franchise that relies so much on you know, farm the farm system on young players on getting those guys through the draft that like yeah. this really does have a crazy impact on this team going forward. And should Lawler's name actually rise up to become maybe one of the top guys next year? That's that's crazy what the implications could be for this franchise going forward. Should he actually yeah. win it? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that anyone would feel as confident about Jordan Lawler winning it next year as how they felt about Corbin Carroll winning it this Correct. year. Correct, yeah. I, I mean, this year, you. Corbin Carroll was... He wasn't the only guy in the conversation, right? Uh, I mean, Well, and Lawler, to be fair, isn't even on some people's top 10 for rookies next year, right? So, I mean, like, yeah, it, it probably there, depends there's, there's on, some big opinion different, or There's differences in opinion when it comes to him. It's just tough when you see a guy struggle the way that Jordan Lawler did at the end of the year to Correct. believe he's going to you know, just turn suddenly... Uh, yeah, just be able to turn it around that dramatically. Definitely possible, though. Uh, yeah, we'll see if, I mean, I could see a scenario where Jordan Lawler doesn't play in the majors until like June or July next year. And I could also see a scenario where Jordan Lawler is like the D-backs opening day shortstop or something. Like if he has a crazy, a crazy good spring. And yeah. uh, I'm sure that'll be one of the main storylines that we're, that we're monitoring come, come February and March. Well, another story we're monitoring is this trade deadline that is approaching very quickly. And I am actually scouring the Internet right now just to see if we might have missed something, Jesse. I mean, it's not, it's not really a trade deadline, per se. <laughs> uh, there, there, is no, there is no trade deadline on it's, November it's, 14th. It's, 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 to, it's to add players for the Rule 5 draft so that they could not get uh, to protect, to protect them from, the, from, from, from the Rule 5 draft. draft right? Yes. They have to be added to the 40-man roster. I think Elise said something earlier on about um, if you if, if we would see any potential 40-man roster changes. I do know that one name that was brought up was Christian, Christian Robinson and that he might yeah. potentially be a guy they add to the roster to protect him. Do you, do you see that happening? I don't think so. Um, I mean, the D-backs a, a couple months ago made the decision to, to designate Christian Robinson for assignment, which essentially allowed any other team in the league to pick him up yeah. and and be able to they would have had to keep him on their 40-man roster but they wouldn't have had to keep him in the majors if you select someone in the rule five drafts you have to you have to keep them in the majors for the entire season otherwise they go they go back to the the team that you got them from so yeah if if the d-backs based on the decision the d-backs made a few months ago i would be pretty surprised if they felt the need uh, to put Christian Robinson on the 40-man roster. Do you think there's a, a good chance you'll see Blake Walston uh, added to the 40-man roster today? He is Rule 5 eligible, so he's one guy that would make a lot of sense there. Davison De Los Santos is also Rule 5 eligible. Uh, don't know what the D-backs will do there. Uh, I could see a scenario where they add him, but uh, I'm not sure that's a guarantee. Uh, he's you know had, had some struggles in double-A this year defensively. I, I think his maybe good enough at third base, but you know, is a team really going to look at Davis and De Los Santos is like, yeah, we want that guy to play third base and be on our opening day roster and be on our active roster the entire season. Yeah. I don't know if that's really a realistic way that people would view him. So uh, yeah, there could be some activity today. Uh, I do expect, I think there's a good chance Blake Walston will get added and uh, we'll see, we'll see what else happens. Could also be some trades made. I know that at this time last year was when the Diamondbacks made the Kyle Lewis trade with Seattle. Yeah. And we've already seen, I think, uh, Pete Fioshi says Phillies and Brewers made a trade. Uh, they swapped minor leaguers already there. So not, not no earth shattering trades and 
there's good potential that we might not see any earth shattering trades until after the winter meetings when when all the gems get a chance to get back together yeah probably a decent chance that's the case any moves that you see today i wouldn't expect them to be uh super super significant uh yeah the d-backs uh made the kyle lewis cooper hummel trade on november 17th so basically right at this time last year i think they also acquired carlos vargas around this time last year if i'm not mistaken uh so yeah the chance you could see some movement today but uh i don't think the d-backs are going to trade for corbin burns today or anything like that those those moves are are uh, awful those moves are inevitable but they're just not going to happen yet so uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll see how things how things turn out here uh yeah for 4 p.m arizona time so just a couple hours until that deadline well i did want to say uh and this is news to us i think someone else brought it up in the chat apparently the uh the owner of the san diego padres peter seidler has passed away yeah uh, and i know how he was beloved by fans of that team so we send our our uh our heartfelt uh you know obviously condolences in regards to this and uh i believe he was the owner that was like out hanging out with the fans when they were here yeah, and like yeah. literally like <laughs> shaking people's hands and just like like just kicking it with the people so that's got to be uh that's got to be a huge loss um for that franchise so definitely our, our condolences on that but uh we thank you guys for being here and we will be back uh tomorrow and when i say we i mean one of us well me and damon well, damon will still be back damon will be yeah. here we I'll don't give here. Damon. We don't give Damon days off around. Yeah, that, that doesn't. Happen. This guy though, he's <laughs> just abandoning us. He's yeah, like, I'm just going to go on some adventures around the state or some shit. I have no idea what's happening, but uh, he will be wearing a shady rays the whole time, and I'll I require will. him to drink plenty of water. But of course, if you go on adventures around Arizona, make sure you have some shady rays. Uh, it is gear built to last. Premium polarized shades, as good as the very very expensive brands, without costing you as much, and quite possibly with a better lost and broken replacement plan than any of those because Shady Rays tells us that if you lose or break your sunglasses, even on day one, they will send you out a brand new pair. No questions asked, no guilt, no shame, none of that. They're just going to send you out sunglasses you lost the sunglasses you don't you think there'd be some shame if you lost None. them the day that you got them? no no because they specifically <laughs> say no questions asked so how would there be shame if there's no follow-up question <laughs> other than is this your correct current if shipping i were address? them i would want to ask a few questions yeah. before sending you yeah. new pair of yeah. i mean see that's where that's why they're better than you that's why that's why they run a quality sunglass company and you don't because they're broken and replacement <laughs> plan delivered them 37 minutes ago don't how would you already time? lost that i have a deep couch i have a deep couch and i can't get into it i don't know what to tell you uh also though if you don't love your shady rays you can exchange them for a new pair or get your money back for free within 30 days no risk at all when you shop you can shop online uh, at their website at shadyrays.com or at their location here in town at carolyn commons of course exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also check out uh, our friends from uh, BetMGM. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, do it today. Join us, become part of, of Damon's dogs. You can do that by betting on BetMGM. Damon, how did you do on your bets yesterday? <laughs> today was my worst day or yesterday was my worst day i've had in like ever yeah even lost damon's in, mom is disappointed lost in all. Yeah. i embarrassed lost. i tweeted you embarrassed the I, family i embarrassed my family yesterday and my mom responded and yeah. said she was really a disappointment <laughs> fantastic damon you can come you can come to my family's place for thanksgiving i just want you to know we'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take, that's we'll a good take offer that's a good my offer. offer got taken away after yeah. my own three day yesterday. yeah no i get it i get it they don't even get you're like i was gonna bring uh sweet potatoes they're like bro it's okay you don't have to bring nothing because we don't want you here with your loser ways but uh i will tell you this one way for you to bet on bet mgm and without the risk is to get 200 instantly in additional winnings just by signing up using our code of phnx all you have to do is download the app uh, using ios or android or visit betmgm.com and sign up with our promo code of phnx when you deposit at least $10 into your newly created account and place that amount uh, as a wager or more on a standard odds price bet, you will receive a uh, $200 instantly in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager as long as you place that qualifying bet. Sign up for BetMGM now. Use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. There we go. <laughs> we did it. All right. Well, when uh, I come back next week, I'm going to have forgotten. Yeah, you're all. It's been, uh, I know. And I have to teach like three new people to do it over the why next three days. Why do we do that? This is terrible. Sean, I think, is the one who started that. And I've never understood why what? we all say Why Ontario do we do any of traditions? Why do we do any of these holidays? Why do anything? We do it because somebody before us did it. And now this is just what we do now. Why do I have to position an elf on a shelf every single night? And now she's 12. She knows it's not real, Jesse, but she's. She's still playing the game. <laughs> now I have to be more creative than ever. The elf's pooping in uh, in, 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 in ch- chocolate what? and doing stuff. Yeah, you got to get, because see, they're older and they want, their sense of humor changes. Now she's in that whole like, oh, I, I, I think it's funny for an elf to poop in a jar. Like that's where we're at <laughs> in life. And I don't want any of this. I didn't ask for this, but this is what happens when traditions are created. So you will say Ontario every goddamn time. <laughs> anyway, uh, we thank you guys, of course, for listening to us and following our traditions. We always appreciate that. Uh, of course, a hearty ski to you all before we get out of here. Make sure to follow us all on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Of course, the people's producer, Damon, is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Barf, woof, barf. Of course, uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate you. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's just so much more fun when you're Corbin Carroll.